Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Father, thank you for your presence here right now. Thank you that we're never disconnected from you. You don't disconnect from us. Ever, ever, ever. You're always there. You're always waiting for us to draw near. In Scripture, when it says, draw near to God, it says, draw near to me and I draw near to you. It, it actually, the, the terminology is, if we take a step, he takes more than two. He, he rushes. He's that dad waiting for the, the son to return home and he's looking, he's waiting for us. How eager are you to rush towards him today, just with a step? Father, thank you for moving in our lives only you can do this what we require you're our dad you're our father our papa speak to us today through your spirit through your nurturer your comforter your counselor the spirit of truth spirit of jesus jesus thank you ah thank you for redemption thank you for repentance re-surrender we come under the authority of jesus name today right now have your way Mighty God, your kingdom come, your will be done. Amen. Amen, amen. Grab your seats, guys. Okay. Isn't God so amazing? If you allow him, I don't know what I've just done. Gongi, can you help me? Help me. What have I done? I've put it onto a small screen. Yeah. So today, as he tries to attempt to fix my technology issues... Gongi, this is Gongi to me. Um, if you hear, ever hear that, that's a terminology that only Adrian and I use. Um, he calls me Gongi, and in return, I call him Gongi. Do you want to know the story behind it? We were watching a Sammy Davis Jr. movie. And Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. It's like 1979. He's probably five or six years old. Oh, no, it would be 80, 81. We were young. And we're watching this movie because I loved all the Rat Pack movies back then. They were really good. And anyway, in this movie, Sammy Davis Jr., you know, with his undershot jaw and everything, starts singing, gong, kicker, gong, kicker, gong, kicker, and gong, kicker. And I'm like, that's really cool. So I start calling him Gong Chicky. And he calls me Gong Chicky. So now it's gongy. That's, you might think that that's bizarre. But why am I saying that? Because there's some things that the Father is going to use in terminology in our lives that is only between us and Him. It's not with anybody else. It's so intimate, so beautiful, our communication with Him. It's on a natural level that you don't even have to use words that are normal. It's amazing when your dad gives you a language that you can communicate him in with. Sorry, let me slow down. Take a break, Stephen that you can communicate with him, you don't know what you're saying, but your spirit does. And he returns, he, his spirit then starts speaking through our spirit. And so what starts with our spirit's desires then actually unites with him and his spirit then starts testifying and causing prayer to arise within us. You might say, but I don't know what I'm praying for. That's actually a very good thing sometimes. Because we get our feelings, our brain meat in the road. 
when it's our spirit that needs to be released and freed. So prayer, I've got to be honest, prayer is the most profound way to build your faith. Oh, gee, I'm shaking. I can really, after worshipping that, I'm, thank you, team. What a great team to, you know, to lean in. This is a big thing. You know, you might think you're coming here and you deserve a performance on a Sunday morning because you've got up early. I don't know. Um, true worshippers, we're going to talk about this with prayer. True worshippers actually aren't fake worshippers. It's, it's not a pretend thing. It's, a, it's out of the core. It's out of the truth of who you are. It's a real thing. So in Matthew 5, Jesus started talking about prayer. And he said, you know, and when you pray, don't be like, um, oh, what's the term here? Don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like the hypocrites. Who hates hypocrisy? Oh, there's a few of you. That's good. I stand with you. I hate hypocrisy, except when it's in me. It's amazing how we can pick out hypocrisy in everybody else's life really quickly. And we forget we're the biggest. We, we might think that we're not, but be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. And this is where that truth comes from. It comes from a place of um, realizing that we are deficit. We have a deficit. And that's why Jesus in Matthew, in this Sermon on the Mount, where he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. This is the beginning of his statement, his, his ministry. And he gets up and says, blessed are those that have nothing in their spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Hmm. Blessed are those that realize they have a deficit that nothing else on this planet can fill, but only God himself, he's put it there. He sprinkled eternity in our heart that nothing mortal, nothing material, nothing manifested on this plane of existence can fill. So prayer is our connection with that. Don't pray like hypocrites. This is truth. Don't pray like hypocrites. And he says, don't play, pray like the, um, the pagans. So the hypocrites, he says, they are fake faces. That's what it is in the Aramaic. Fake faces. Don't be a fake face. Don't be a fake face. Oh, none of us like fake faces. Have you seen the ladies that don't like to age well? And they... And men, sorry, men. What am I talking about? There's some blown up, stretched out and puffed up. And they think that that looks good. And it's not. We've, we're racing after, chasing after something that is obviously not pretty. Because that's not... So we're trying to get something on the outside that we know is on the inside. God has put beauty on the inside of all of us. We know it's in there. We feel it in there. And when we see it, it unites with ours. When we see goodness, when we experience goodness, it unites something within us. And we go, I want more of that. So don't be fake about this. Don't be fake about your prayers. And you might say, what is, oh, I'm not. It's real. But have you had real discussions with God when you bear yourself? Like, and you, you don't hold back. And this, isn't, this is actually revealing. This is re-surrender stuff. This is repentance stuff. And we've, we've got to live on that plane, knowing how good God is. Oh, come on. I've got to get into my message because otherwise I'll just talk about how wonderful he is. And you guys will agree with me. And then we'll walk away from here feeling so encouraged and mutually built up. 
Hey, actually, that's where it's meant to be. So let's just go with this and enjoy the ride. So when you pray, do not keep going on babbling. But when you pray, go into your room. Man, in, some, in the NIV, it says go into your closet. So what do we do? Shut ourselves away in another room or something like that? No. It's actually go into your war room. Go into your supply room. Go into your magazine. Not a magazine as in a book. Not in for entertainment. This is your magazine supply where you get your weaponry, you get your armament, you get your strength, you get your confidence from. You don't know how confident you can feel with a, like, a, like an M4 carbine in your hand with a full magazine. You don't know how confident you can feel with a gun in your hand like a Glock 17, oiled up, ready to go, full mag in the clip. You can feel so confident. We're meant to go in and get our armor on. We're meant to go in and get the sword in our hand. We're meant to be able to use that thing. And you know, oh, I can feel it. I can feel that sword in my hand right now when you pray. So that, that's a secret place that we go into. In the Aramaic, that's in the Greek. It says this war room, this, this um, supply room, this magazine. But in the Aramaic, it says your place. Go to your place. What's your place? I know what my place is. I, I have my place here. I have my place in my car. I, have, I know where it is. It's not a place. It's me posturing and positioning myself. Posturing as in the height. I, I come under you, Father. Father, you are everything. I am nothing. I want to be a pure channel of your stream. And then positioning, I need to get the attention of God. How do you get the attention of God? It's your place. Daniel, have we got another mic? Gongi, can I have the mic? Daniel, do you want to jump up or whatever you need to do to get out here to grab that mic? Daniel's got a word on secret place. We come up here. Welcome, Daniel, as he comes this morning. I... <laughs> that really, he didn't like that. Um, last, uh, probably Tuesday, I had a... A vision of Stephen handing me a microphone just like that. <laughs> and, I, and I sat down at the table and I, I said to God, well, what would I say? And he told me what I would say. And um, he told me, he, and I'll just share how uh, this revelation came to me. And it, and it really adds on what Kylie um, said last week about praying. You know, and when I first started praying, it probably was like an hour was quite a far off thing because um, I didn't know what he required. And one thing I've learned in marriage is if you marry Miss Universe, don't take the runner up home <laughs> because your marriage might not get on very well <laughs> and God is exactly the same come on, come on. and he says and he says um, he's, he's very he says when you give don't tell anyone when you fast don't tell anyone and when you pray go into your closet yeah. 
What is a closet? A closet is where you don't see in and you can't see out. It's the distraction. It's the runner-up. It's the... You see, this is what he requires. Now, I started... like. I came from a very, I'm sort of privileged, I have an edge on a lot of you, is that I'm a farmer. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. And, and the Bible was written to farmers, so I'm here to tell you what the Bible means. <laughs> so a, a, a closet is a place where you're not distracted. And a farm, I can go out, and I don't look at the sunset, I go out before the sunset, when it's black and it gets very boring in prayer if you haven't paid much of a, of a sacrifice to get there oh, my workers are calling me it's distraction yeah. Just switch them off um, now it says uh, in Psalm 63 it says uh, what's that Psalm how does it go Steve Oh, oh God, you are my God. I seek you in a dry and thirsty land. Now, a dry and thirsty land is a, like a closet. It's a place of no distraction. Because you can't be satisfied by the water and the food that the world gives you. And, and, it, and then it also says in my, fav- my favorite verse, which if you know the secret place, you would know what I mean. But if you don't know the secret place, you wouldn't know what I mean. It's in, uh, it's verse 2. It says, to see thy power and thy glory. (laughs) So as I've seen you in your sanctuary. Now, if you've paid a price to get in there, he reveals himself to you like a wife. But you've got to shut the door. Yeah. And, you, and it says, and when you have shut the door. So he's waiting for you until you shut the door. Amen. That's probably one of the most powerful things you can do in Christianity is learn how to shut the door. You know, you don't have to be delivered. You don't have to be have overcome everything. You don't have to have everything right. You can be divorced 20 times. You can have 30 girlfriends. You can have everything. But you've got to learn how to shut the door. And he says, and in Psalm 91, in Psalm 91, listen to me. It says, if you know my name, it says, if you set your love on me, if you know how to set your love on me, see, the shutting of the door refines your love. It says, if you set your love on me, it says, I will deliver you. And then it says, if you know my name, I will set you on high. He told me this morning as we were singing, new wine, old wine is the holy place. New wine is the holiest of holy places. There's stages. There's stages to Christianity. You ever wonder why your Christianity is boring? It is. Because it's like a marriage. You give a little bit to your wife, she gives a little bit back. You reap what you sow. 
You sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. That's with God. That's with your life. But it says, my burden is easy. My, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. There is a yoke and there is a burden. There is a requirement. And I tell you what, the excitement of when you know what that requirement is. I went into the, I, I started praying. I was 20. I had no distractions. I had no real reason to seek God other than to know him. I probably sought God with the purest of heart. And I remember going out, and it was boring. I started in my lounge room, I'd go to sleep. Then I went out in the paddock and around the cows, and it was so cold, and then I started to pray. And I, and I came to a stage where I said, God, I'm not going to make it. This prayer is boring. And, he, and he, I had a vision of two women that I'd offended. And, and they were, so I actually wrote letters and I made it right with them. And anybody that I offended, I made it right. And then I realized, I, I remember one morning, I was transported into the holiest of all. It's an experience. It's where, you know how you know you go? Time stops. You, you, you're traveled, you're transported. I tell you what, God, and then you forget about what to ask for and you enjoy him. And then in a byproduct, by, you know, you might just say, oh, Lord, oh, can you give me this or can you help me with that? But then I just want to worship you. It's, it's, it's like there's a whole thing. It says, seek me for, and then you, the Bible opens up, he says, you know, the, the, the Bible just comes alive. It says, seek me with your whole heart. He is interested in your whole heart. And then when you do, the, when you, he will show you the power and the glory. And then it says in, um, in the rest of Psalm 63, it says, then you will experience this. He says, because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus will I bless you. And then it says in verse, can't read it, verse 5, it says, And my soul shall be satisfied. I know a lot of you are satisfied. And that is the propellant to seek him with your whole heart. Ask what he requires, pay the price. And when you've paid the price, I'll tell you what, you don't unpay the price. You don't want to go back because you'll find that his loving kindness is better than his life. He gives you what, everything. I, have, I, I lost everything and I got everything back double fold. I've got a, a Job story. And the double fold back is better than whatever you paid the price for. He's good, he's faithful, his word is true. And I want to finish you with one line that he said to me to say to you. He says, if you satisfy with you with me, I will satisfy you. No, he says, if you satisfy me with you, I will satisfy you with me.
That's sensational. What an encouragement that is. Flippin' heck. You could have just dropped the mic. The team wouldn't have liked it, but I would have gone, yes! That's like dropping the mic. So, we're just going to quickly go through our prayer. The world calls it the Lord's Prayer. It's our prayer. Our prayer. It's our prayer. And you might say, oh, but isn't it his? Yeah. He says, our. Our Father. He is praying with us. He is part of this, as we, with us. So I wanted to look at it, and I went into the Greek. Who, who's it? Yeah. Who, I can't. Uh, that'll be left on the cutting room floor. Who started looking up um, on their blue letter Bible or stuff like that, different scriptures uh, under looking up in the Greek or the... Have a look at it. You might say, why do I need to do that? Because English is so limited. We have such a very limited language. Both the Greek, or if you look at the Hebrew, Aramaic and the Greek, you've got the Hebrew and the Greek, both gematric languages, the only two gematric languages in existence. That means that they have a, a numeric assignment for every letter. And that's how we know that the, the Bible scripture is pure because it has to have a mathematical add-up and it doesn't, they threw the scriptures away. If they worked it all out, wrote it all out, and it didn't add up to the number, they went, no, nah, well, I wrote it wrong. Had to be pure, had to be perfect. Oh, where am I going with that? So Jesus said, pray like this. Not pray these words. He said, pray with this spirit. Pray with this awareness. Pray with this, this open heaven that is coming, that is here right now. Oh, Pray like this. So in the Aramaic, because you realize Jesus spoke Aramaic, which is the, the spoken Hebrew. Um, so Aramaic's a little bit different, but it, it's so deep. The words are so deep that when we try and find a comparison in English to what it is, we have to use multiple words just for one word. That's how profound and deep. We have to use sentences to explain one word. So this morning, I'm going to attempt to do that with our prayer. This is how Jesus would have said it. I'm not even going to attempt it. I'm going to attempt the first line because if anyone knows anything slightly Aramaic here this morning, I'm just an embarrassment. So <laughs> who knows the Lord's Prayer? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses our debts as we forgive those have debts against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil amen in luke he says but yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and if you look at that in the aramaic our father in heaven in the aramaic in the aramaic is abhun the mashpaya the first statement, abwoon, is papa, womb, papa, womb, papa, womb. That just blows me away. If you look at, like, if you go on Google and have a look at Aramaic and the Lord's Prayer and that, you get all this stuff coming up and, and to find, to filter through it and just find it, it's a struggle. 
to shut the door on all the distractions and just find out what the pure line is. But it's so deep, so profound, but that statement there, our papa womb, who creates all and moves in light. (laughs) Papa womb. Some of the statements come out, if you look at it, it's so poetic. The statement is virtually, O cosmic father, mother of all. And people get right off on that because they get all new agey straight away. But let's reclaim these words. Cosmic is everything. It's not a mindset. Cosmic is a word to explain everything. Not just the universe, it's every feeling, every moment, every experience in that universe. Here's something to blow your mind. Time. We are hurtling at a massive rate, following our sun, rocketing through the Milky Way galaxy. Did you know that? We're not just sitting there rotating in a spot. The sun is being propelled and all the planets are spiraling off behind it and we are rocketing through anything that comes into our like comets this blows me away if any comets come in we go comets going to hit the earth no 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 jupiter is our comet buster they come into our arena jupiter throws them straight back out again we are hurtling through space at this incredible rate babies are being consumed i'm sorry consumed conceived (laughs) cutting room floor conceived at a rapid rate We are all conceived at a unique place in the galaxy, in the universe. No one else is conceived at exactly the same place in the universe that you were at that point in time. Never again to happen. Talk about creativity. Abwoon. Papa womb that birthed all things. And straight away there's this mindset of... My masculine, feminine, this breakup, and, and people get into this and they, they say, see, you know, the, the masculine, the feminine, mother and father and all this stuff, and it, that straight away brings division. Immediately, comparison, that's not the heart of the father. I was explaining to my wife during the week that, that you know, when God saw that Adam needed a helper, that word helper is actually a God statement. It is the God aspect. He realized that Adam needed someone with him during the day that held that God part. Comforter, nurturer, helper. Now you think helper is a subservient statement? God calls himself helper so many times in scripture. He calls man helper once. We're not good helpers, men. But God took all the best parts out of man. It says he took a rib and he formed woman. That word rib means half. Because how, how else when he says, when he brings woman to, to, brings Eve to Adam and Adam says, this is woman because she has come out of me. She is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. He recognized that God had taken something out of him. And do you know what he took? All the beautiful, best, good looking parts of man. He took them out and formed them into woman. And do you know what? We're always wanting to connect back with that man. That connection on the physical is our connection with the divine. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Ah, we're always wanting to get that back. And so it, it is true. Men, we're ugly. Women are beautiful. And, 
Hey, hey, no, 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 no. I've seen Jamie as a young man. This is going to prove my point. Thank you, Jamie. So, here we go. This, this is to prove my point. Every now and then there's a freak of nature, a good-looking man. Yep, Jamie was one of those when he was young. And do you know why? They look like a girl. And all I have to do is say Brad Pitt. Can't use any Aussie ma- names, you know. <laughs> the Hemsworths, the Hugh Jackman. It's like, no, no, they're masculine men. We're masculine men in Australia. We're not girly men like those Americans. <laughs> Papa Womb, who creates all and that moves in light. Hallowed be your name. <laughs> Hallowed be your name. That means... Hallowed, that word there in the, in the Greek means an authority, a sanctuary of holiness. It means to be holy and also to make holy. We were singing that this morning. Make me, make me, make me everything that you want me to be. So we're ascribing holiness to him saying, you are only holy, you are holy, but make me holy, make me holy. Hallowed be your name. Name means identity, character, integrity, authority, presence. Everything is in that name. But this is what it means. And you've got to realize, right before this in Matthew, Jesus is saying, let your light shine. He's he's saying, you know, God, he's talking about light and and this harmony and this beauty. And he's talking and preaching. And then he comes in and talks, starts speaking light because this is the presence of God. This is the kingdom of light. Hallowed be your name. Plant your presence here and let your shimmering, let your blazing name shape us. Let your identity, your, your blazing, fiery character, integrity, authority, and presence shape us. Or another statement can be, focus your light within us. Make it useful. Fulfill its purpose. Fulfill its purpose. As the rays of beacon show the way. Oh. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Spark and empower your vision of unity. Create your reign of harmony, your reign of unity now through our fiery hearts and willing hands. See, it's going back to, you know, that what I was saying before. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May your heart's desire be manifest. And where eyes and ears awaken, heaven comes. Heaven comes. Where eyes and ears awaken, heaven comes. I I only have time to speak this out this morning. Give us today our daily bread. (laughs) Receive our gratitude as we receive what we need in bread and insight for the well-being of all each day. Another way of saying that, because this is really complex, is grant what we need each day in bread and insight, subsistence for the call of a growing life. In the Greek, it says, provide today what we require, need tomorrow. Today, an abundant oversupply so that we have enough for tomorrow. Not just talking in the physical. This is talking about emotional. This is talking about soul stuff, spirit stuff. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. I heard somebody say once that marriage, a good marriage is based on two great forgivers. Ah, My wife just said amen. (laughs) She was the loudest one, I heard her. It's so true. You just, and it's not like your standard is the standard. 
Because you can be broken in your standards and thinking that they're doing something wrong and it's you. Because I'm like, Father, you got this woman's messing me up. You've got to turn her around. Why is, come on. And he goes, you're a mongrel. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And he goes, points things out. And I'm going, how did I get like that, Father? And he goes, son, come away here. Let me just tell you a few truths. And he tells me who I am. And a lot of the things that I, it's because I've got a love deficit. And I'm trying to get my wife to fill that love deficit in my life. And no matter how much I demand and require from her, she can't. And I realized through the, the words of a Bethel song this week, the one who loves me most knows me best. It's the other way around, but <laughs> one who knows me best. And I used to think that was my wife because she knows me better than anybody else. She knows me better than you guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, forgive Untangle the cords of mistakes and sins that bind us as we release the strands. Strands. Shake off those strands. Shake them off. And Daniel said it so beautifully this morning. You know, he said, Father, this prayer is hard. This he goes, when you want to bring an offering, leave it and go and make it right with your brother and then come back. Sometimes we think, oh, we've got to do that ritually. No, no, no. That's just to release us. As to release us so that we can be a pure stream again, not contaminated. Forgive us, Father, forgive us. This, I'm, I love this part. We're getting into the good stuff. Have you ever wanted to lead us not into temptation? Like, why do we even say that? Why did Jesus bring that? Don't leave us deluded or agitated. Don't allow us, this is the, oh, I love this. Don't allow us to enter forgetfulness. How many times do we forget? We've got to remember, like, have a womb, papa womb. We forget you create everything. You've done everything. You've planned everything. You've foreseen everything. If there is any lack or agitation or offense or expectation on my life, it's because I've placed it there. It's not because he's done it. Lead us not into temptation. Lord, don't let me forget. You know, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits towards me. Because when we get into forgetfulness, then we start chasing after trivial things. We think that's going to, I want a new martial lamp. If I get a new martial lamp, I'm going to be so happy with that new martial lamp that all my, oh, my life will be so much better. We chase after things like that. Feel, we get a focus on something, a trivial thing, and then that becomes everything. It might be a feeling. It might be something that you think is going to fill you, and it's not. Because Abwoon is calling you home. Do you know what, when you've got a baby, you play rhythmic new sounds that are like the, the heartbeat of a mum, and the baby's just like, oh yeah, that's my jam. When you get back to the heartbeat of the father, your spirit goes, yeah, that's my jam right there. That's the beat. That's his heartbeat. That's his heartbeat. I dance to that. I walk to that. I, you know, march to that beat. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. <laughs> but free us from anything holding us back from bearing good fruit or actually unripe fruit. How many times do we try and shake things off the tree thinking, it's time to bring it out? 
got to do it now. And it's like, no, 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 no. Relax. Let the fruit develop. Let it ripen. I'm one of those people, I'll be out there trying to do it quickly. You know, this is so good. Look at this. And I was like, no, no, no. Let it ripen, Stephen. Let it, let it just mm, mature. Beautiful. Let it mature. Father, let it mature in us. Let your word mature in us, Father. I hope you're getting, I'm not really teaching this this morning. I'm just speaking it out. I'm hoping you're grabbing it. But then, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from not bearing good fruit. You realize that, that sin began in heaven and it's been transferred here to earth. And we have authority over it now. The guilt, the shame has been dealt with. The price has been dealt with for the whole of mankind, past, present, future. Ha! I don't fully com comprehend that, but I know it's truth. <laughs> the statement at the end of this is amen. The word amen from the Aramaic and the Hebrew has never changed. It is a word that is transferred through to every language on the planet. We all say amen. We, sometimes we don't know why we're saying amen. The word means this is an eternal truth. This is, when Jesus said truly, truly, I say unto you, he was saying amen, 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 I say to you. This is an eternal truth that will never change. This is an eternal truth that is a bedrock of our existence and it is part of the tapestry that comes together that looks so beautifully entwined that it paints this majestic majestic masterpiece of creation when we say it at the beginning of a statement like jesus did he says this is an eternal truth listen when we say it at the end of a statement we are submitting it is an agreement this is truly a statement this is power to these statements this is like you know Forgive us our debts, yes, power to that statement. As we've forgiven others, yes, power to that statement. What am I saying by that? I agree with that statement. I want everything in my life to be governed by this statement. I want this statement's full power and authority to be outworked through my life. And it's sealed in trust and faith. It says, may they be a source from which all my actions grow. Father, don't let me grow into forgetfulness in my life. Do you know what? I reckon this is a big one right here. Lead us not into temptation. I think Jesus put it in there for a reason. And it, because we might think, oh yeah, I'm not being tempted. It's not about temptation. That's not the issue. Because we're all, temptation's going to come all the time. That's not the thing. <clears throat> I fall into sin when I am mindful of me and not of God. When I want what Stephen wants and not what God wants. And it might, my timing might be out. It might not be a wicked thing. It just might be a timing thing or it might be just an attitude thing or it might be just a very simple thing. But God is wanting us to shift in our mindsets. Just that when Jesus said to guys, the key, you are near the kingdom of God. You're just, you're right. You are near the kingdom of God. Get a perspective shift this morning. 
Father, what are you saying to me through this prayer that you want me to pray like this to you, with this attitude, with this heart, with this awareness of your existence, my existence, everything? Okay, that's a bit deep for a Sunday morning, isn't it? But is that okay? This is a foundational thing, and I wanted to just bring out an aspect that I've never done before. And I've never looked at it like this before. And I realized there's a harmony. There is a song. Do you know that this is actually sung to a song? It's, it's called Abhun Hei Hei, which is Abhun Papa Wum Hei Hei is true life, spiritual life, true life, spiritual life. And that's the song. And it's to a rhythmic beat that's singing this. It's all about harmony, the light harmony, the sound harmony, the connection, beauty harmony, the love harmony. Sounds really freaky and poetic and hippie, doesn't it? Like a bit weird, but I think God wants us to enter into this love stage with him that is pure. I've got no other way of saying it, but it's a new love awakening. It's a new love awareness. I want it. I want it. I want to value the fruit of my life and love with God over everything else in my life. I want to value the fruit of my relationship with Jesus and the fruit of my relationship. I want to value the fruit of my relationship in prayer and connection with God above every other connection on this planet. That's how we communicate with Him eternally, continually. Pray continually. We're encouraged. Pray, continue. How do you do that for time after time? No, 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 no. It's to have an awareness, have a, have a spirit that at any moment, at any time, Father, God, you're so good. Where am I right now, Father? What are you speaking to me about? Do I need to be mindful of anything right now? Because I get, when I'm in a scenario where I'm uncomfortable, I am very aware of who I am and I'm making sure I'm trying to, But if I'm like that, I'm totally disconnected from anyone else in the room that may require the Father, Abhun, to now use me as a conduit to speak life into them, to bring light to them from the the kingdom of light that I'm now in harmony with through Jesus. And I have the authority to speak very plainly and convincingly on this level of existence about the awareness that I have that goes beyond this plane of existence. I'm going to finish up with that. I've got so much that I want to say. And I really, God's saying, shut up. As he does to me, Stephen, Stavros. Stavros. If you're able, do you want to just stand with me? Our Father who is in heaven, creator of all things, seen and unseen, creator of all beauty and glory and holiness, righteousness. You are the authority and the sanctuary of holiness. Nothing can contaminate you. The closer we get to you, the more holy we become. Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you that through a relationship with Jesus and our desire to follow Jesus and become like Jesus, ah, that you have birthed from the inside of us 
Thank you that it's not armor, fake armor that we have to try and put on. Like David had to put a soil's armor on. No, it's not misfitting. Everything you have for us is perfect for us. Father, may your plan for our lives come through. May your will and desire for the fruit in our lives and the purpose of our existence, each one of us, our Father, may you have your way. But today, right now, by your Spirit, Father God, I just ask that you would just awaken in each one of us that desire to know who we truly are because we understand and grow in knowing who you truly are. Father, thank you for the revelation that grows. Thank you for the beauty. Thank you for the, you're so generous in all that you do. Just seal it right now. The witness through your spirit. Father, thank you for awakening a fresh yeah, revival in us. Mm. You're so good, Father. You're so good. If you need prayer this morning, please just let us know. Make your way up the front. We'd love to pray with you. But yeah, let's just leave on this. Our Father, Papa Womb, who creates all things and exists in light. May that light flow through us today. May we see your light above everything else. The light came into the darkness, but the darkness could not overcome the light. Thank you for the light of life. Amen. Have an awesome day, guys. Go through the Lord's Prayer, which is actually our prayer this week. Start to, let's tr start transforming our prayer to be like that, in the spirit of the attitude and the awareness of what Jesus was actually trying to pass on to us. Oh, Holy Spirit, do it. Do it in our lives. Amen. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.